Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by UMortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at UMortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. Welcome to Tip of the Spear, a podcast with mortgage loan officers who are on a mission to advocate for veterans and for our active duty service members out there and really just protect them from some predatory mortgage lenders. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here today with Ariel Best out of Charlotte, North Carolina, who's going to be talking with me a little bit about how you would go about starting the VA mortgage process and when actually might be a good time to get that ball rolling. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. We are really, really excited to have you you join us. You uh, are a huge, huge influencer in the world of TikTok and everything. And I have heard you spew all kinds of VA rules and ideas and what's the best way to do it. And you seem to be a person, or I know you are a person who can give lots of great advice to veterans who are completely lost in the world of mortgages. I think most... Americans are pretty lost when it comes to mortgages, but I know especially veterans because I'm one of them. I knew nothing about this coming out of the service when I went to go look for my first home and I had no idea what to do. So I thought it might be best to just ask someone who uh, prides themselves on knowing a ton about this world. Can you give our veterans, our service members some advice? If someone just calls you up or, or you know walks into your office and says, hey, Ariel, I want to start a, a VA mortgage loan, but I have no idea where to go, what to start, what do I do? What advice would you give them? So when I normally have that phone call happen, it's an hour and a half long phone call because, and I always explain it to him like this. I don't know what your MOS was, but one of my good buddies was a load master and I wouldn't know the first thing about doing his job. Uh, chances of the plane going down are hundred percent if that's my job without any training. So I don't ever expect anybody to know everything that I know about it because I know a lot. And I say that to say, no question is a dumb question. As a veteran, when you're going to go get financing for a home, ask all the questions. Don't feel like you shouldn't ask questions. If your loan officer is acting like they're fed up with you, or if they don't know the answer, those should be red flags. That should be the first thing that you should have concerns about is if somebody's getting frustrated with you for asking questions about the most expensive thing that you're about to finance in your entire life. So that's, that's my first bit of, bit of advice to anybody in the condensed version of my normal kind of spiel. I always tell my clients the same three things about working with me is I'm not Willy Wonka and I don't sugarcoat anything. So don't expect me to fluff your feathers and give you warm and fuzzies. I'm going to be honest with you. And I stand by that. I don't, I, and I don't give out pre-approvals to service members who can't close related to their part of the file. It's going to be property related. I have had veterans back out of contracts, but your financing should be bulletproof. And especially if you're active duty or if you're only using disability to qualify, there is no reason why your file should not go through aside from somebody failing to do their job to get you financing. And that's a problem. So first is start asking questions. A couple of questions that you should ask as a service member to your loan officer to verify whether or not they're any good at their job is how many Tidewaters have you dealt with in the last year? And if your loan officer says, what's a Tidewater? Hashtag run. Now get out of that office. Do not go back. Do not, do not turn around. Do not even feel bad about it. You need to get out of that office so damn fast. 
because if they don't know the basic fundamentals of how to protect you when it comes to your financing, then why are you going to trust them? That's a big problem. Well, Ariel, real quick, before before we go into it, right, like, like let's unpack that a little bit just so we can give our, our vets and, and our service members a little bit of, of kind of background on what that is. What is a Tidewater? You know, layman's terms. How would you explain that? So Tidewater is the only chance, well, not the only chance, it's the first chance, the first pre-buttle to a bad appraisal. So any other loan program, you don't get the chance to fight off a low value. So let's say you're buying a house for 300000 The appraiser invokes Tidewater, which means they're saying to us, we don't think this house is worth what this service member is about to pay for it this is our chance to provide them comp, compa uh, comps, comparable properties and say, okay, hey, this is supporting value, these three comps. 99% of the time that never works. The appraiser always thinks that they're God and they're right, whatever, fine. Now there is two more steps that we can take. So knowing the fundamentals of how to protect veterans financing through the appraisal process, there's Tidewater and then there is the SAR review. So staff appraisal reviewer, that's actually your underwriter. And then there's the ROV, reconsideration of value. This is this is essentially going and tattletailing to grandma and grandpa and saying, mom and dad are being mean to me. Um, that's going to the VA and saying, we believe the value is X based on these factors. Here's a letter from the veteran saying, we want the value to be this. We acknowledge that these upgrades or these specific features on this house will support the value. It's our final hoorah on a low appraisal, but it's the only loan program. VA is the only loan program that even allows for that. So it is a huge, huge flex for the veterans who are using the VA loan to be able to do that. But if your loan officer doesn't know the process for that and the appraisal comes in low, you could lose money, you could lose the house or both. And it's dangerous to trust somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Right on. All right. So a great thing to, to ask. First question you would ask or one of your one of the first questions you would ask is how many Tidewaters have you done? And what did you say the last year? Is that what you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. In the last year. All right, that's a good one. All right, so so what are some, and, and we've talked about this before in a couple other episodes about just some great opening questions to ask your loan officer. Could you give us, I love how specific you are. Could you give us maybe two or three other specific ask, questions you could ask that would really let the vet or the service member know that like, I know I'm dealing with someone who knows what they're talking about here. Uh, yes. Other ones would be, have you already pulled my COE? And ask okay. that after you get your pre-approval letter. The reason I'm telling you to do that after your pre-approval letter is because every COE is time-stamped with the person who pulled it and the date they pulled it on. You will not catch me sending a pre-approval out until I have a COE in my hand because until I have a COE, it's not a VA loan. I'm not discussing loan terms with you. I'm not giving you interest rate quotes. We're not talking about what the VA will or will not allow until I know that you're eligible to use that loan program. A lot of the times I see people pre-approving service members without pulling their COE that's a critical, absolute hard stop failure. You're fired on my team if you do right. that, period. And it's no, if there's no malice, there's no sympathy. You just risk a veteran's financing because an appraisal issue is protected under most contracts. A financing issue is not. I got you. All right, so so real quick, and, and we bring this, this is, well, I've heard it described as the golden ticket, that COE, right? Can you give us, mm -hmm. a, again, a quick rundown, you know, layman's terms, what is that COE, what's it stand for first, and what is that COE? Right, so it's Certificate of Eligibility. Not all service members are eligible for a VA loan. Just because you serve does not automatically make you eligible. There are certain circumstances where if you didn't serve enough time or if you were discharged in a particular way with a particular um, character of service or um, discharge code, you're not eligible for a VA loan based, based on your behavior. Um, and then certain reservists sometimes have issues. 
people will do it the incorrect way when they're going to go pre-approve a reservist to try and get their COE because there is special documentation depending on what branch of the service you're coming out of. And all of that said to say that is that is your green for go pass to use a VA loan. There's two pieces to a VA loan. There is qualifying, which is credit income assets, and then there is being eligible for it. COE is certificate of eligibility. You are eligible for VA financing. Um, and I, again, I won't give that pre-approval letter to any one of the service members I work with until I know that they are eligible because it is the absolute hard stop make or break for whether or not you can continue forward with getting a VA loan. Uh, and again, they're timestamped. So if you get a pre-approval from your loan officer, ask them for a copy of your COE. And if that COE is timestamped after your pre-approval, walk, get out of there, <laughs> walk, ooh. You're getting fired up, Errol. I can see it. Yeah. Like, like, that pisses me off so bad because that's, that's a loan officer saying, I'm willing to risk your money and make a gamble that I can't verify. And that to me is just so disrespectful to somebody that's been shot at for our country. I can't even put really, I can't say, I can say it, just not on a podcast where this is going to get put on. I got words for it. Not appropriate for here. So All right. I love that. All right. So, so yeah. So it, it, when you, you know, advice for our vets or advice for our service members is you go and get that, that pre-approval. Also ask immediately what, you know, pull the COE or, or how, you know, when did you pull it and then check the dates, right? And if that pre-approval, your advice is if that pre-approval date is prior to the COE uh, date, walk away, right? Like, nope, this, this LLO doesn't know what they're doing or this loan officer doesn't know what they're doing. Walk out of there. So great advice there. Appreciate that. Uh, how about one more? How about one more? Well, oh, go I'm ahead. Yeah, please. Add to that real quick. So service members, if you're, wor- if you're worried about it, I want to make sure everybody knows it's not just loan officers that can pull it. You can go to va.gov or ebenefits.gov and get a copy of your own COE. So protect yourself. I'm a big fan of protecting yourself. You can download that. If you go under the um, award letters forms part of the va.gov website as a service member, you can download your own COE. And just as a precaution, especially if you're a reservist or part of the Coast Guard, go to the historical um, historical records tab under va.gov and download your historical records for service because unfortunately archives does not always match up with reservists and coast guard service members which it should but it doesn't so download a copy of your historical point statement if you're a reservist any of your dd214s because if we have to do a, a request for your coe and it doesn't pull up automatically you can take up to five days it's a lot faster if we have that documentation but you can get a copy of your COE yourself. So you're not at the mercy of whoever is uh, offering financing. Love it. All right. All right. So, all right. So I love this so far. So we got two really good rules of thumb when you walk in to talk to a, a mortgage loan officer. Number one is ask them how many tidewaters they've done in the last year. Awesome advice there. And then the second one is pre-approval and that COE. Check the timestamps on there. If you have the loan officer pull your COE for you, but check the timestamps on there. And if that COE is after the pre-approval, Walk away, find somebody else who knows what they're doing. How about one more, Ariel? Would you give us one more, you know, just great question to kind of lead off when you're sorting or trying to find an LO that'll work with you? Um, I would say it would probably come down to like, let's go over your points and fees. Do you charge? Oh, actually, I take that back. My, my, my last question would be, do you have a copy handy of the overlays that your company has for a VA loan? Because one of the most common things that I have people reach out to me with is I was told by XYZ company that you had to have a 640 score in order to use the VA loan. I don't know how many times I'll have to say it, but I'm going to say it until I die. That is not a true statement. The VA did not say that. There is no minimum credit score in the chapter at all. There's also no maximum number of late payments in the chapter at all. 
And just because you said so, I'm now going to read you the beginning of chapter four, which is every underwriter should make every reasonable and uh, logical determination to qualify every approvable veteran and use use a um, fair judgment. Oh, now I'm going to forget it. Of course I am. Anyways, it does say <laughs> the one time I'm like, I know it off the top of my head. Every underwriter <laughs> should make every reasonable determination to approve every qualified veteran is at least the first sentence, meaning that there is no circumstance necessarily that is going to disqualify you. There are a few hard stops, but it doesn't mean you're not approved. It means you're not approved yet. So bankruptcies, chapter sevens, we have to wait a minimum of one year. Foreclosures, minimum of one to two years. So those are, you know, not again, it's not a you can't buy. It's a you can't buy right now. Here is when you can buy this day over here. But when a loan officer says, oh, that's a VA rule, show me. Show me on the actual <laughs> handbook, on the line right. that you're referencing. Because if, if I need to do that for anybody, they're like, well, I don't believe you. Okay, well, here's the handbook. I don't ever tell anybody what a lender's overlays are. I'll tell them what the VA says and where we can take their loan to get it done. But ask them what their company's overlays are. Because a lot of the times they'll say, oh, well, the VA said no. Did they, though? <laughs> so that's a big okay. thing that's that's probably number one most common thing i hear from people that's a good one all right and, and just just to make sure that, that our listeners and our and our watchers are following along real quick again layman's terms what what is an overall overlay i think we kind of all got it but can you kind of give us a, yeah. a simple run through real quick so here's the handbook this is the hard stop rules that we have to follow here's a bunch of extra bullshit that some lenders will put in place as they're called warm and fuzzies or warm and fuzzy conditions or overriding, it's when they say, okay, VA doesn't have a minimum credit score, but we're gonna say that the minimum credit score that we will accept is right. a 640. Or we I require see. this debt to income ratio, we won't go any higher than that. Or we require this. So knowing the company's overlays and the, the limits of that particular company's financing, and I'm not saying that company is, any company that does that is a bad company. I am saying though, that if they don't tell the veteran what an overlay is, yeah, you are a bad company. So, or they try to pass it off as, oh, it's not our rule. It's a VA rule. And it's like, mm, is it though, right? Yes. So <laughs> if they're not honest with you about whether or not, hey, we can't do this, because I've had loan officers that have worked for the big the big companies and they've, they've reached out to me and said, hey, I can't help this person, but I know you can. And they'll connect me, perhaps to the good ones, but not everybody is like that. So knowing whether or not the lender you're choosing to go with is going to add any extra restrictions to your benefit is super, super important. Love that. All right. All right. So we got three here. Ask them. Ask that mortgage loan officer, how many Tidewaters have you done in the last year? We're going to ask them about the overlays, you know, whatever company they're working with, what are the overlays that are going to be on top of whatever the VA handbook? And then that third one was about the, the timestamps or the date stamps on the COE, COE versus the uh, pre-approval, right? If they've already pre-approved you. So Ariel, those are three fantastic questions that I'm sure all our veterans, all our active service members or all our service members out there can definitely go in and that'll help them with their vetting process. So we really appreciate you walking us through that. So Ariel, you are clearly a, a wealth of knowledge, my friend. Where can our listeners and our watchers uh, reach out to you? What's the best way to get in touch with you if they have additional questions on VA loans? So probably be via email, either VA loan lady at umortgage.com or if you find me on social, I am that one damn ginger on all socials. So Makes it pretty memorable, easy to find me. Just look for the angry <laughs> ginger. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, we saw that passion come through today. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes me, it gets me so mad. I'm just like, it's really not that hard. Don't make it difficult, please. <laughs> I don't want to make a TikTok about you, please. <laughs> because I will, well, that's the thing. Anyways. 
We we love we love it. We love it. Thanks so much again. That passion is just shining through. So Ariel, we really appreciate you joining us for this episode, and I look forward to having you back on a future episode of Tip of the Spear. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it.